You should be reading I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons, a witty and humorous memoir and brainy essay penned by Autumn Simmons from her early life, pop culture, religion, feminism, race, and relationships. I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons is available via Barnes and Noble and worldwide for ebooks and beyond. Enjoy I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons. No. No. I said no, Max. No. You're mean. No. Maxwell. Quit! Max, you were mean, you were mean, we are Max! Max, you're just a child who's only hungry all the time and you will go to a good space because I am at Sifit. You should be reading I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons, a witty and humorous memoir and brainy essay penned by Autumn Simmons from her early life, pop culture, religion, feminism, race, and relationships. I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons is available via Barnes and Noble and worldwide for ebooks and beyond. Enjoy I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons. I have different sides of my personality. Welcome back to Quirk of the Day. It's Autumn Simmons. How are you? This is episode 38. I've decided to title this episode, Books Are Us. Books Are Us. Of course, when we were children, many of us remembered Toys R Us. And before Toys R Us, we had Lionel's play where turn your frown upside down remember that one and then it what happened what happened <laughs> what happened what happened to lionel's play world what happened to it hmm it went out of business it went out of business because it's toys are us toys are us i used to call it rust toys are us oh, no. <laughs> so having said that i've titled this episode books are Yes, extra ready to come out of the way. No, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So having said that, I have a quirk of the day. I know we were going to be doing some other things. And I haven't forgotten, we're still going to also bring forth for the next episode, Twin! It's a comedy. Twin! Of course. Starring Danny DeVito and I'm a sauce. Oh my God. Yes, of course. We're going to do that as well and some other movies that i am going to review review i had a good day and uh, it was very interesting i was making some delicious food at the house and i like making things from time to time probably more than i acknowledge more than i acknowledge i like to cook at home i like to go out and get things sometimes but i've been noticing lately that i don't typically eat in restaurants the way i used to but when i do get something from a restaurant I will typically walk to the location or I'll deliver something in the house, but it depends on what it is specifically. But sometimes I have a, I have a teen, so my teen, he does get some things that he enjoys from time to time, but also cook. So I do cook as well. So having said that about what I wanted to talk about, yeah, we had some Little Caesar, but I, I had the wings. And so I was tasting it to see like, hmm, are the wings as good as what I can make at home? And so I made some things at home. I got the drumsticks when I went to the, the supermarket. And when I got the drumsticks and I made them, I made them in a nice, a nice oven. You know, a lot of people, they use a different type of pan. I use something like that and it's it works very, very well. And uh, we put all the seasoning in and make sure you keep it in long enough so that it starts to basically the meat will just kind of it will just fall off the bones <laughs> so 
delicious as long as you spiced it so well it is so well it is so it was it was amazing i was I couldn't believe it was amazing and you know what else i added to to make it very interesting i had some boston baked beans and also had my own rice that i made it was wild rice and i mixed that in there as well of course of course of course i can make the beans i can make them on their own on their own yes yes i could make them on their own as well but i just you know to make things a little faster at sometimes we, we may do it that way so that's how i made that it turned out so well that i couldn't believe it was so well it got me so hype reminds me when i used to podcast talk fusion don't call the radio it was like years ago so i remember when i have a nice meal and i would be up feeling good and i would just pretty much we would have our nurtured nutrition we had our nurtured nutrition that was so extra what i just said i couldn't believe i said that way so thank you so much for tuning in for the listeners from the united states and from the UK and Germany and what else? What else? And Brazil. Yes. And where are some other places? Dominican Republic. And where are some other places? There were so many other places. There are several places. Remember I was sharing that? There's I saw Italy. I saw Italy. And what else did you Nigeria? Kenya too. Someone from Kenya is listening. It's a lady. <laughs> He said, it's a lady. It's a la-. Last time it was a gentleman who was listening to, uh, he was listening from Nigeria. He's an artist, an artist, an artist. How do you know? I can't tell you how I know everything. I can't tell you everything, but eventually one day I shall tell you more. So having said that, this was very interesting because uh, for this episode, Books of Us, of course, thank you so much for tuning into the commercial. You heard Anka. You heard Anka. And what else did you hear? You also heard the commercial for I Quirky Girl. I Quirky Girl. I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons. Yes! So just to get things started for today, I like the beginning about the cat. <laughs> oh, Max. Max! Maxwell! Maxwell! Max, you're mean! You're mean! I love that one. I wish I could make it so long and just completely make that into like a just a little cute little song a little less than two minutes <laughs> oh, max 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 you're mean max max you're mean i love that one i just love max so much because i love cats i love cats so i visited that i wanted to bring to you before we get started into some other wonderful books for today i hope you find it a little interesting and if it's not, it's fine. But this is great. I Quick a Girl by Autumn Simmons. I wanted to start off with chapter one. And we're only going to make it two pages until you perceive what you perceive. And if you are interested in I Quick a Girl by Autumn Simmons, as I mentioned prior to, I Quick a Girl by Autumn Simmons is available via Barnes & Noble in addition to the ebooks available online. Yes, yes. And, and these ebooks are, they are global. Global distribution for I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons. I do many of the characters sometimes, so the voice will change. My personality will change. Many personalities. Even the deities have many personalities, so why can't I have a different personality? They said it's okay to be you too. Be you too. So this is chapter one of I Crooked Girl by Autumn Simmons. I've titled this one. It has been titled, yes. Audrey Ray. Audrey Ray. Some say Audrey. 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 I can't stand what people say. Audrey. 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 Who's Audrey? Who's Audrey? It's Audrey. Audrey. Some people say, this kid I used to know. Well, he was a kid. He was a grown man. <laughs> but he's, okay. Yeah, he used to be like, Audrey. <laughs> we're like, Audrey? We'll tell you how you became Audrey. It was it was a joke. It was a joke. It was meant to be a joke. But, okay, this is chapter one. Audrey Ray. It is ideal to presume that most mothers have high hopes and aspirations for their children. They usually desire for us to go further in life and to make them feel proud of us. 
My mother was no exception when it came to her expectations on what my life could be. During my early adolescent years, she divulged that she knew I would be special before I was born. In spite of her candid admission, our relationship seemed destined to be... <laughs> complex! Oftentimes, I felt that she molded me to be who she felt I should become. In early adulthood, I discovered that there was something else at play, and I began to swim against the current. Destiny, or perhaps fate, whatever we deem to call such a phenomenon, ultimately intervened. The intangible, it taps us for temptation. We realize and accept that we are not here to be who others desire us to be. Those life lessons are assessed from perspective. Much can be laminated from a dream deferred, yet my indomitable will continues to endure much to manifest my spirit's objectives and my soul's purpose. Given that mother's first child was female, she fancied a son. During her pregnancy with me, she assumed she was carrying a male child and considered naming me Drake. It's like Aubrey, before he was even born, he hadn't been here yet. If you were to ask her about the matter, she'd likely tell you all about it and perhaps a little more. She would learn that I was female. Say it again. She would learn that I was female the day of my birth, October 31st, 1980. I was born at the University of Pennsylvania Hospital on a Friday afternoon, four minutes after one. Mother viewed my Halloween birth as a blessing. I was never raised to have a negative complex about the day, only to enjoy it. Fond of old English names, mother named me Audrey Ray. That same day, Patti LaBelle was scheduled to perform in our hometown Philadelphia, according to the Philly Inquirer. But I am uncertain if I was named after Audrey Hepburn or Audrey Lord. Either way, the name appealed to my mother due to its meaning, which is noble and strong. On the contrary, my middle name was chosen to honor one of my mother's closest friends who was well acquainted with my maternal grandmother. While growing up, I never had a fondness for my name until I became conscious enough to understand more. Human names, like commercial brands, can be significant in relation to our identity. But not always. <laughs> I added that. Considering our innate character and predilections, we have the potential to live up to the scribe meaning of our name. Or not. Audrey Ray was pleasantly plump, weighing in at eight pounds and seven and a half ounces. And I'm going to end on that part. So this is I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons. And so we had fun with that. So we are having another wonderful, a wonderful, wonderful episode of episode eight. Meaning like eight, three to three and eight, making it 38 because I flipped it. I shouldn't have flipped it, but... Episode 38, episode 38, episode 38, episode 30 books are us. So have you said that? 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 So have you said that? We're going to come back a little later, meaning very, very soon. So this is our hiatus, meaning we're taking a break. We're taking a break, but that means we're coming back soon. 
We're going to be back soon. Stay tuned to Quirk of the Day by Autumn Simmons. And we'll be back and we'll get more into other books that will surprise some of you. Some of you, you remember? You remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember the time? Do you remember the time? We're going to go back. We're going to go back. We're going to go back and then we'll stay kind of like a little bit further. But we'll still be going back to the past. Books! A cookbook first, and then some children's books, and I'll, I'll read them to you. And then we'll remember things, and we'll laugh. Maybe some of us will laugh, and if you don't choose to laugh, then that's your choice. And we'll be back soon. Testing. Testing. We're back. It's Autumn Simmons' Quirk of the Day, and we are on. Yes, we're back for episode 38. This is... I don't want to call it the part two, but we have arrived again. More commercials. Yes, I hope you can adjust to the commercials. Anchor and iQuickie Girl by Autumn Simmons. So, as I mentioned, I wanted to add more. <laughs> add more. I found this wonderful cookbook I had about a while ago. It's an African-American cookbook. Traditional and other favorite recipes. And this is also in remembrance of the Underground Railroad. So I came across the beginning because it has songs. I like music too, like you, some of you. And uh, this one after introduction, many pages. This is Wade in the Water. So let's sing it. You ready for a spiritual song? Spiritual carried code language for enslaved Africans. Now this is very interesting. So when you hear it, we'll talk about it. <laughs> wait in the water. Wait in the water, children. Wait in the water. God's gonna trouble the water. So when I read that part, I said, which God? Which one? <laughs> Which one's gonna trouble the water? I said, wait a minute. I thought about it. I said, it can't be a shoe. Of course. She is a goddess of the river. Yes, and she can do some things, of course, but you got to be doing some things for a shoe to cause trouble in the water. I said, which deity is troubling the water? And of course, of course, it's not a bottler. This is a, the Orisha, one of the Orishas, the father, mother Orisha at the top as well and see that host all dressed in white still looking at him huh? god's gonna trouble the bottle doesn't trouble the water but this is the god that wears white of the cloud and the sky very peaceful very peaceful god's gonna trouble the water See that band all dressed in red? Now, Ligba does have red and black, but Ligba ain't gonna trouble the water. God's gonna trouble the water. Looks like the band that Moses led. God's gonna trouble the water. See that band all dressed in black? God's gonna trouble the water. Come this far and ain't turning back. God's gonna trust it's too much. It's <laughs> too much suffering, it's too much sorrow. And um, spirituals carried code language for enslaved Africans. In this one, runaways are directed to go to the river. The water will cover the fleeing African scent and tracks to make it difficult and this is the thing we've been saying lately for the word for the day is difficult the word is not hard the word is difficult the water also connects towns cities and states leading the hearers to the conductor who will lead them to their next station or safe house the song mentions three colors red white and black would look for someone wearing these colors at their next stop. The code. Wade in the water. Who wrote this one? I don't know. We're still thinking. But I was thinking about something sweet. I was thinking about Mother Oshin. 
And when I put these glasses on, sometimes people put on those rose-colored glasses. I put on... Mother! Yeme ya glasses! These are the blue ones. These are the surface blue yeme ya glasses. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Now, Mother Oya didn't... She didn't trouble the water. She could do some things. She could do some things, too, but... No, that was that was Jesus who did that. <laughs> That's your God. That's your God. Troubling the water. You need to pray. Mother Sheen. For something sweet for Mother Yemaya. And Mother Oya, too. Something sweet. Something sweet. So we looked into it to find what we could find. And we're still looking. We're still looking to be found on 166. This is sweets, traditionals. We had some sweet potato pudding. I wasn't a fan of sweet potato pudding when I looked into this cookbook. I've seen it in such a long time, as I mentioned. Here's another one. How many of us do like this? Because I offer Mother Oya this. Sweet potato pie. Sweet potato pie. And we also have Mother Oya likes to come with us to the marketplace. Absolutely. And then there's pecan pie. And there are two types of pecan pie. Actually, there's just one. There's one. Okay, my bad. That's just one. It's just it's so much. It's so much. Okay, and what's the next we have? Everybody knows about pumpkin pie. And then peach cobbler. My dad used to make peach cobbler. It was crazy about He would also make the other one. Which was the other one that he would make? He would make something. It would be blueberries to look purple. Let's <laughs> call it blue. <laughs> I'm gonna say the peach cobbler was the best compared to the two. And some of us, of who some of us are, we have an issue. We have an issue. There are only two people in the world who are either pumpkin pie lovers or sweet potato pie lovers on this planet. And some would say, what about the pecan pie? Move them out of the way. We're talking about sweet potato pie and pumpkin pie. One or two. Which one are you? Mother Shoe loves pumpkin too. I am. I am. I am pumpkin pie, lady. Something about molasses <laughs> and cinnamon with brown sugar and evaporated milk. And of course, you could put some eggs in and some nutmeg and all these other things. And everybody wants to look at the whole percentage of what you're going to put in it. And usually when I make some things, I don't always have to necessarily for everything just look at it and say, okay, this is a half or two cups or this is a tablespoon I don't always have to do that with everything but some things if you're just learning you may want to look at it but you know when you're already a part of knowing what you're doing when you're cooking and you're doing your thing you're doing your thing and you're a witch too <laughs> you're, you're making it the way you're supposed to make it you're cooking you're cooking and you're doing all this right and in a while you're not really going to be counting it that way just like people that always want to count when they dance they're counting two three four to the left to the right people don't have to do that the mic didn't have to do anything to count these are nice we have some baked pears and we also have baked honey pears in addition to poached pears i don't know which one i like yet it's the other favorites so we'll come back with this one specifically so we can get more into how we could connect with an african-american cookbook in my silly butt talking more about the underground railroad so when we come back we'll do some underground railroad impromptu <laughs> i got good reasons i got good reasons so this is the next book we're moving over we're moving we're moving we're moving we're moving this is a, a childhood book that i i fell in love with and that still is in my it's in my consciousness it is rainbow butterfly in the sky reading rainbow remember reading rainbow yeah that was it I was like, wow, I hadn't thought about reading Rainbow in a long time. Okay, so this isn't reading Rainbow. This is Quirk of the Day. I'm too old to be talking about that. Why, why do you have to feel that way? We still have a, a part of us that have been a kid at some point, right? So some of us, we feel that we've moved away from the child heart side of ourselves. The, the Alekba still has a child heart side of himself, right? And so I, you have to keep that in mind. Just even you get older... You don't always have to give up everything about your childhood. There's some things you can hang on to, and it's fine. And I knew that it was natural. It was very natural. So this is fun. When it came out, I was thinking it was of the 80s for some reason. I just had this false perception. And let me go back to it. It's weird because it first came out 
1975, but then it also looked like it could have been between 1975 and 1980. The author, the story is Marge Blaine, and the pictures illustrated by John C. Walner. So the pictures, John C. Walner, I've been crazy about the illustrations or the cover and the illustrations. This is titled, The Terrible Thing That Happened At Our House. And it was the craziest thing. For years, I was thinking about, okay, what was the name of this? When we would go to the library and I had this book. And I never got to keep this particular book, but I never forgot about it. And I love the little girl. She wears glasses just like me. I still wear them, and I'm wearing them right now. And I used to think, okay, what was the name of it? Something about it was the terrible thing that happened. And it would be this other children's book that had nothing to do with it. Because I knew it was a little girl. She had her hair was kind of wavy. And she had these bows, these ribbon bows in her hair and the glasses. The terrible thing that happened at our house. So I'm going to read parts of it. And I, I was so happy last year when I found out the name. I was so happy that day. My mother used to be a real mother. In the mornings, when my brother and I left for school, she'd kiss us and wave goodbye. Have a nice day, darling. Be good, honey, she'd say as we went out the door. When we came home for lunch, we'd have toasted cheese, sandwiches or tuna on a bun, then chocolate pudding or a cupcake for dessert with sprinkles. After school, she'd listen to us tell about who got punched in the stomach and what happened to Abby on the stairs, or how the teacher yelled when I dropped my box of colored markers all over the floor. Then she pours a, a glass of milk and give us a snack. And so when I looked at it again, I said, haven't we experienced some of these things? I want someone at school, someone getting punched in the stomach. You gonna get punched. <laughs> what happened to Abby on the stairs? <laughs> I knew Abby, she fell down on the stairs. She had no been to being up on the stairs. Childhood. <laughs> Afterwards, we go outside or have friends, <laughs> fake friends, <laughs> come and play at our house. And they were fake, some of them. Some of them were cool, though. Some of them were cool. Some of them were fake. <laughs> My mother always had time to read to us and help us make things and, and take us to the park. Of course we love to go to the park. Who didn't? We still love to go to the park. But then something terrible happened to change all that my mother went back to being a science teacher. Isn't that wonderful to have a mother become a science teacher? That's amazing. She said it was important work. Of course it is to be a scientific teacher. Of course it has to be. She's got to get paid. She has to make some money. Okay? I always thought taking care of us was pretty important. But she said we could do a lot more for ourselves than we did. See? Mama had to tell them, so they didn't want to clean their room. You know we were like that at times. That's when everything began to be different. In the mornings, we had to rush around making our own beds and clearing the table because my mother was busy getting ready to leave too. We even had to find our own underwear and socks. Girl, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you see their room? You should see the way the room looks. It is horrible. God, that was horrible. That's just wrong. They want mama to do everything. Mama said, look, I'm going to work. I'm going to work. Y'all got a daddy too, and I'm mama too, and your daddy's at work, and I got to go to work too. So y'all going to have to do some stuff. Y'all going to have to do some stuff. Okay, so this is when we're at school in the cafeteria, where you can call it parts of the auditorium in the cafeteria. We had to eat lunch in school because there was no one home at lunchtime anymore. I hate eating lunch in school. The lunchroom smells like fish or frankfurters and all that yelling gave me a headache. After school, instead of listening to us the way she used to, my mother would say, I need a few minutes to clear my head, kids. I had a really tough day, and once when I told her how the teacher kept me in at recess just because I sharpened my pencil three times during math. You must have been annoying her, dear. 
instead of being on my side. That's what she said to her mama. My father used to be a real father too. He'd come home from work and say, hey everybody, what's for dinner? Then he'd listen to my brother and me talk while he washed up and changed. He told us things about his office. No one cared about his office anyway. I'm adding that. <laughs> it's okay, we did. We always cared about his office. Or about what happened on the way to work. When we finished eating dinner, he'd clear the table while my brother and I did our homework or watch TV, and later maybe he'd have time for a game. My father used to read us stories every night before we went to bed, and on Saturdays, he always took us to the garage with him, and we watched while he got gas for the car and had the oil change or the spark plugs clean, and that's all different now, too. She is tripping. She needs to relax. She needs to relax. My father began coming home with packages from the supermarket. I get dinner tonight, he'd say. And then he'll tell us we were having frozen salmon croquettes or meatballs and wine sauce. I hate salmon croquettes and meatballs and wine sauce. They smell like what we have for lunch in school. Yuck! Kind of like a TV dinner, huh? Their daddy didn't know how to cook. My brother and I had to clear the table after dinner while my dad did the dishes with my mother. Sometimes he did them all by himself while she marked tests or planned tomorrow's lesson in the living room. And half the time he didn't read us stories because he was too busy helping to fold laundry. But at least he's not cheating. I tried reading to my brother, but he picked boring books and asked dumb questions. My mother had the car service at a place near her school, so we never got to go to the gas station with my father anymore. My parents said we were all much happier now. Then one night at dinner, when my brother kept talking and talking and no one was really listening to him or even heard me when I asked for some more milk, I got mad. I got so mad, I started yelling. No one cares anymore in this house. No one's listening. No one listens. No one helps you. No one even passes the dog <laughs> her glasses came off too they decided that if we all got up a little bit earlier and my father left for work a little bit later we could get out in the morning without so much rushing my mother asked Louisa who lives next door if we could eat lunch at home with her kids she said Sure, except on Fridays when she goes for her allergy shots and Ellen, our babysitter, began to come for an hour after school. Now my mother has a little time to herself for clearing her head or reading the mail or doing a wash. Some afternoons we help to dust or just pick up. Then she feels more like making things with us or walking to the park. She got an attitude. Little girl got an attitude because it's time for her to start helping out to clean up. Didn't really want to. You see how it is, right? You see how it is. Ah. My brother and I said we could fold the laundry so my father could have time to read us a story. The socks don't always come out right, but we're getting better. <laughs> We take turns choosing what to have for supper. Not dinner, but supper. Sometimes I go to the supermarket with my father and my mother is teaching my brother and me how to make hamburgers the plain kind. And after we clean up in the kitchen and get our work done, most nights there's still time to play a game or talk together. It's time to play a game. Time to play a game. Things aren't so terrible at our house anymore. I guess 
they're a real mother and father after all. Okay, so they worked it out. Isn't that great? Yay! Let's clap. 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 Clap, 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 clap. That was different. It was very different. So different. Okay, so we come back to the present before we can go to the future again. As close as we can get. Remember a bad case of stripes? I know someone's shooting outside. Bad case of stripes. It's written and illustrated by David Shannon. Now when this first came out, it came out in hardcover. Yes, it was a hardcover in 1998. Okay, and when I first learned of this Blue girl has a rainbow face, and I was thinking of the imitation of life. <laughs> the little girl, I thought she was she was melanated, like she was perhaps a little black girl, but she may not be portraying to be Caucasian, but she's really not Caucasian, like the imitation of life. <laughs> I can't believe I would say so. A bad case of stripes. <laughs> you said a black case of stripes. So what is her name? Camilla Cream. Love lima beans. But she never ate them. All of her friends hated lima beans and she wanted to fit in. Camilla was always worried about what other people thought of her. Today, she was spreading even more than usual. It was the first day of school and she couldn't decide what to wear. There were so many people to impress. She tried on. 42 outfits? Excuse me, Camilla? Camilla, why do you need to try on 42 outfits going to class? No! 42 outfits? But none seemed quite right. She put on a pretty red dress and looked in the mirror. Then she screamed. <coughs> Imagine she screamed that way. You know why she's screaming? She found out. She found out that they're African-American. Her and her mother. They found out they're African American. <coughs> she thought they were white. You ever seen kids that found out that they weren't who they thought they were and they, they fell out? <laughs> <coughs> her mother ran into the room and she screamed too because she screamed for the same reason. <laughs> they're not white! <laughs> oh my heavens! Mama cried. <laughs> You're completely covered with stripes! The imitation of stripes. <laughs> Audrey, Audrey Ray is Audrey Ray is it autumn? Does it matter? This was certainly true. Camilla was stripped from head to toe. She looked like a rainbow. Oh, oh, oh! She's melanated. Oh, 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 I thought something was going on with this. Mrs. Cream felt. Camilla's forehead. Do you feel all right? She asked. Because we're black. <laughs> I feel fine, Camilla answered. But just look at me. <laughs> she said, darling, we're, we're black. That's all. It's, it's okay. You get back in bed this instant, her mother ordered. You're not going to school today because we're black. We're blackish! We're blackish! Camilla was relieved. She didn't want to miss the first day of school, but she was afraid of what the other kids would say because she's black. <laughs> and she had no idea what to wear with those crazy stripes because she's black. <laughs> you know why? You're gonna find out more. I'm telling you more about this. That afternoon, Dr. Dumble came to examine Camilla. And I only had water. It was Fiji water. Most extraordinary, he exclaimed. I'm repeat. He said, most extraordinary. She's melanated, he exclaimed. I've never seen anything like it. Are you having any coughing, sneezing, runny nose? Aches, pains, chills, hot flashes, dizziness, drowsiness, 
shortness of breath, or uncontrollable twitching. No! Camilla told him. I feel fine. She's lying. Well then, Dr. Bubble said, turning to Mrs. Cream, I don't see any reason why she shouldn't go to school tomorrow. Here's some ointment. That should help clear up those stripes in a few days. If it doesn't, you know where to reach me. And off he went. The next day was a disaster. Everyone at school laughed at Camilla. They called her Camilla Crayon and Night of the Living Lollipop because she's black. <laughs> and who's doing this? Well, look at the children. You tell me. And some of the black kids are bad. They're mean too. <laughs> in the school with black kids, we just as mean. We just as mean. We just as mean as snakes as anyone else. She tried her best to act if everything were normal, but when the class said the Pledge of Allegiance, <laughs> her stripes turned red, white, and blue. Hmm. And she broke out in stars. The other kids thought this was great. One yelled out, let's see some purple polka dots. Sure enough, Camilla turned all purple polka dotty. Someone else shouted, checkerboard. <gasps> the N-word. <laughs> Remember they would tell us, some of them were from Texas, they would tell us, oh, we got a lot of peanuts here. I'm like, who the hell is she talking to? The girl said that we were in college. You know what they met? Checkerboard. <laughs> and a pattern of squares covered her skin. Soon everyone was calling out different shapes and colors. And poor Camilla. Poor Camilla. Why Camilla gotta be poor? Because she's black. Was changing faster than you can change channels on a TV. These kids are evil. Got the devil in them too. That night, Mr. Harms... Of course he's going to be named Mr. Harms. The school principal called. Ooh hoo hoo. I'm sorry, Mrs. Cream, he said. I'm going to have to ask you to keep Camilla home from school. She's just too much of a distraction. Oh, oh, because she's melanated, because she's a rainbow. She's all of these wonderful, beautiful, melanated colors, and she's got to be too much of a distraction. And I've been getting calls from other parents. They're afraid those stripes may be contagious. Camilla was so embarrassed, she couldn't believe that two days ago, everyone liked her. Now, nobody wanted to be in the same room with her. Her father tried to make her feel better. Is there anything I can get you, sweetheart? He asked. No, thank you. No, thank you, sighed Camilla. What she really wanted was a nice plate of llama beans. But she had been... Laughed at enough for one day because they're black, including her father. They've been hiding. Mmm. Carol Channing. Mmm. Clark Gable. Mmm. Well, yes, I see. Dr. Bumble mumbled when Mr. Cream phoned the next day. I think I'd better bring in the specialist. We'll be right over. About an hour later, Dr. Bumble arrived with four people in long white coats. It's kind of like E.T. She's becoming E.T. Yeah, I'm starting to think she's becoming E.T. He introduced them to the creams, the creams of the crop. This is Dr. Grope. Not a good name for a doctor to be named Dr. Grope. He might be a pedophile. <laughs> Dr. Grope? No, no, you're not groping her kids, no. Dr. Sponge and Dr. Cricket. No, no, this, this is the wrong team. And Dr. Young. 
don't know about this team. I don't know about this team. I'm, I don't. Then the specialist went to work on Camilla. Well, that's the problem. Because we don't need Dr. Grove working on Camilla. We don't need that. They squeezed and jabbed. Tapped and tested. It was very uncomfortable. Well, it's not the mumps, concluded Dr. Grope, or the measles, said Dr. Sponge. Definitely not chicken pock, put in Dr. Cricket, or sunburn, said Dr. Young. Try these, said the specialist. They each handed her a bottle filled with different colored pills. They're giving her drugs. Take one of each before bed, said Dr. Grope. Then they uh, filed out the front door, followed by Dr. Bumble, because they're wicked, they're evil, and they're weird. That night, Camilla took her medicine. It was awful. When she woke up the next morning, she did feel different, but when she got dressed, her clothes didn't fit right. She looked in the mirror and there, staring back at her, was a giant multicolored pill with her face on it. Dr. Bumble rushed over as soon as Mrs. Cream called. But this time, instead of the specialist, he brought the experts, allegedly. Dr. Gord and Mr. Mellon were the finest scientific minds in the land. Once again, Camilla was poked, prodded, looked at, and listened to. The experts wrote down lots of numbers. Then they huddled together and whispered. Dr. Gord finally spoke. It might be a virus, he announced. With authority, suddenly fuzzy little virus balls appeared all over Camilla. Or possibly some form of bacteria, said Mr. Mellon. Out popped squiggly little bacteria tails. Oh, you know what those are. Or it could be a fungus. <laughs> Dr. Gord instantly. Camilla was covered with different colored fungus blockages. Instantly, Camilla was covered with different colored fungus blotches. The experts looked at Camilla, then at each other. We need to go over these numbers again. Back at the lab, Dr. Gord explained, we'll call you when we know something. But the experts didn't have a clue, much less a cure. Of course they didn't know what they were doing. They just to pretend to be experts. They're experts! They always knew. And so what happens next? So what happened? What do you think happens next? Huh? You gotta get the media. They gotta, they gotta get the media! You gotta call the news. By now, the TV news had found out about Camilla because she's an alien. She's an alien. Reporters from every channel were outside her house telling the story of the bizarre case of the incredible changing kid who's E.T., another form of E.T. Soon, a huge crowd was camped out on the front lawn. And who are these weirdos? Everyone's out, who are these people? This is scary, oh, oh man. The creams were swamped with all kinds of remedies from psychologists, allergists, herbologists, nutritionists, psychists, and old medicine man, and a guru, and even a vegetarian. <laughs> no. A veterinarian. No! Veterinarian? Yes! Thank you! And even a veterinarian! Yes! Even so-called cure. Each so-called cure only added to poor Camilla's strange appearance until it was hard to even recognize her. She's brought her roots and berries and crystals and feathers and a long furry tail, but nothing worked. This is witchcraft. This is like low vibration witchcraft. I'm not gonna see this thing happen to her. This is horrible. Who did it? Lucifer? <laughs> she said Lucifer did it. He did it. He did it. See, this is why it looks like this. <laughs> she just said she's mean. One day, a woman who called herself an. 
environmental therapist claimed she could cure Camilla. Close your eyes, she said. Breathe deeply and become one with your room. I wish you had said that, Camilla groaned slowly. She started to melt into the walls of her room. This is strange. I told you it gets a little weird. Her bed became her mouth. Her nose was a dresser and two paintings were her eyes. The therapist screamed and ran from the house. What are we going to do? cried Mrs. Cream. It just keeps getting worse and worse. She began to sob. This is fun though. I love it. This is my uh, imagination. So this is just me saying what I'm saying. So don't take it personal. <laughs> I just hope they don't get upset. They probably will. Okay. So I haven't said that. At that moment, Mrs. Cream heard a quiet little knock at the front door. He opened it. And there stood an old woman who was just as plump and sweet as a strawberry. Excuse me, she said brightly, but I think I can help. It's Yemaya. Yemaya's at the door. Yemaya's at the door. Yemaya's at the door. Yemaya's at the door. She went into Camilla's room and looked around. My goodness, she said, with a shake of her head. We have here is a small case of stripes. One of the worst I've ever seen. She pulled a container of small green beans from her bag. Here, she said, these might do the trick. Are those magic beans? Asked Mrs. Cream. How does Mrs. Cream know what magic is? Mm -hmm. How does she know? Are these magic beans? Oh my, no, replied. The kind old woman. Of course, she can't tell her everything. She has to keep her secrets. She gotta keep her secrets. There's no such thing. Lies. These are just plain old lima beans. I'll bet you like some, wouldn't you? She asked Camilla. Camilla wanted a big, heaping plate full of lima beans more than just about anything. But she was still afraid to admit it. Yuck, she said. No one likes lima beans, especially me. Oh dear, the old woman said sadly. I guess I was wrong about you. She put the beans back in her bag and started toward the door. Camilla watched the old woman walk away. Those beans would taste so good and being laughed at for eating them was nothing compared to what she'd been going through. She finally couldn't stand it. Wait, she cried. The truth is, I really love lima beans. I thought so, the old woman said with a smile. She took a handful of beans and popped them into Camilla's mouth. Mm -hmm, said Camilla. <laughs> Suddenly, the branches, feathers, and squiggly tails began to disappear. Because of Yemaya, see? Then the whole room swirled around. When it stopped, there stood Camilla and everything was back to normal. I'm cured, she shouted. Yes, said the old woman. I knew the real you was in there somewhere. She patted Camilla on the head. Then she went outside and vanished into the crowd. And she's healed afterwards. Camilla wasn't quite the same. Some of the kids at school said she was weird because she's quirky. But she didn't care a bit. She ate all the llama beans she wanted and she never had even a touch of stripes again. See, that was a great one. But it's good to know who we become. Hmm? <laughs> I wanted to do another one. Time is going so fast. Ah! Another one was fun. I found some during the previous year. I was excited about this one. Because I like children's books that are named and titled. The word, the name. Audrey. Audrey. I like children's books with the name Audrey. I like children's books with the name Audrey. This is a fun one. I don't know how I came across this one. The little girl's wearing glasses too. She's got her curly ears, reddish hair, 
and this is Audrey the Amazing Inventor. I like this one. I, I like this one. This was fun. When did this come out? This title was released in 2018, which means this came to the future. So we went back to the past. We have to go back to the past to get to the present, to get to the future. And though this is now the, still the past, but we can still make it into the future. Now, this one is, first to know, it's written by Rachel Valentine, and it's illustrated by Katie Weymouth. Yes, so Audrey was the most inquisitive girl you could hope to meet. She never stopped asking questions and searching for answers. And she loved to fiddle and find out how everything worked. So the day Audrey's teacher asked the class, what do you want to be when you grow up? Audrey beamed. I want to be an inventor. She would invent amazing things. But where to begin? I like seeing the cat. <laughs> amazing fun things to cheer up happy cat. Amazing useful things for daddy. Audrey began to invent at a rapid rate. This is awesome. <laughs> I like this one. The egg collector made daddy's mornings much easier. Until it didn't. The catapult was very impressive. Although it wasn't Happy Cat's favorite idea. In fact, neither Happy Cat nor daddy seemed to like Audrey's inventions very much which were amazingly scary, amazingly messy, and sometimes just amazingly wrong. And for the strawberry jam dispenser, oh, happy cat, sighed Audrey. Being an inventor isn't easy, but as Audrey stroked his sticky fur, she had another spark of an idea. Maybe this one would work. She ran to the shed and bang, clattered, and battered, bang, wallop, crash. Then she laid out a trail of fishy treats, which Happy Cat followed straight into. The cat wash, it bubbled and bubbled and bubbled. No, cried Audrey, stop bubbling. She gave the cat a bath. The cat needs 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 a bath. But the bubbles went everywhere. Happy Cat wasn't happy. Daddy wasn't happy. And Audrey was utterly miserable. I'm the world's worst inventor, she wailed. Later, when Daddy came, kiss her goodnight, he said, I don't expect inventors ever get it right the first time. And all my inventions are disasters, Audrey replied. They're not disasters as long as you learn from them, smiled Daddy. You just need to keep trying. Nice, Daddy. That made Audrey feel much better. And before long, a glimmer of a thought began to grow in her mind. The thought grew and grew until it exploded into an idea. The most amazing idea ever! This time, Audrey was going to plan, really plan, for days, she thought. Sketched, measured, and wrote lists. She gathered exactly the right material. Ever so carefully, she began to saw, hammer, glue and tap and at long last it was ready daddy couldn't wait to see it but audrey grinned not until morning as the sun rose audrey yawned stretched and rolled over in bed then she dropped a marble she knocked a domino which fell in a spring which sprang down the straights the stairs and hit two balls one woke daddy pop one hit a lever it started a train, which tooted and rumbled and sweared a wheel, which cranked up a chain. And breakfast was served. Wow, how utterly amazing, Daddy gasped. And now for the best part, said Audrey. I like this part. But clunk, the fishy treat, shoot, bungled and shook. Oh no, groaned Audrey. 
Another disaster! By this time, Happy Cat didn't mind one bit. And that's how it ended. I like this one a lot. I like this one a lot! Oh my, I think we pretty much finished everything for the day, the afternoon. I hope you enjoyed it. For those who enjoy books, this was episode 38. Books are us. Of course, they're to be quirky, unusual, strange, a little humorous, funny. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to this quirky episode. This is your host, Autumn Simmons, and also your producer, Quirk of the Day, and we will be back next week. Get things going regarding reviewing comedy movies, movie comedies, funny things that make us laugh. Are you excited? Are you ready for next week? Okay, be ready for next week because we'll have some fun things coming. I'm going to keep some surprises for a few things, but we're definitely beginning with twins. Okay, so I'm out. And we also have a few commercials. Good day. You should be reading I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons, a witty and humorous memoir and brainy essay penned by Autumn Simmons from her early life, pop culture, religion, feminism, race, and relationships. I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons is available via Barnes & Noble and worldwide for ebooks and beyond. Enjoy I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons.